0: Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. The sermon text is the gospel reading from John chapter 1. Maybe seated. In the name of Jesus, Jesus says, Follow me, and Philip enters a home that's big enough for everybody. That's where the gospel reading kicks off. An invite, a welcome, a homecoming. John one forty three. the next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Follow me! Jesus is calling Philip to uh, leave behind a me for a me. The little me of Philip going from that me to the big me of Jesus. Follow me. Jesus essentially says to Philip, Philip, leave that teeny tiny world of yours where you're trying to build this house. House from the raw materials of you know, possessions, positions, power, politics, Leave that world. Leave it behind. It will disappoint you anyway and ultimately devastate you. You're, you're trying to build a house, and it's a house of cards. It's going to fall and fail. So leave that we world. Leave that teeny tiny me and follow me. Let me lead you into my world where I am the center that holds everything and everyone, time and eternity. Let me lead you into my family where you will find belonging, love, hospitality. Let me lead you into my house where you will go and grow with me, learning more and more who you are truly. Now Philip, he doesn't settle down. In the familial, in the familiar. Now, that would be the easy thing to do. The easy thing to do is, you know, hunker down in the comfortable. And the comfortable is just, you know, keep doing what Philip was doing, trying to build his own house, Philip's world. But deep down, Philip knows that he's made for so much more. There's a bigger and better world for Philip. And here Jesus is calling him into it. Follow me. And so Philip leaves that, you know, his own old world and steps into God's world that is infinitely vast, that redeems and recycles and repurposes the present, future, past, that will most definitely last. Philip is caught! He's caught, and you know, Jesus doesn't play this catch and release game, okay? Now, I use this fishing language because we hear where Philip comes from, okay? Verse 44, now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Bethsaida means house of fishermen. So the one who is from the house of fishermen is reeled into the house of God. And there are already two fishermen there. Andrew and Peter, they're already there in God's house, these two fishermen. That was the words preceding the gospel reading. Now, now Philip is just so tickled pink to be in this house of God, the home of God, that is big enough for every Tom, Dick, and Harry, and he wants, he wants it filled up. Now, he doesn't have a Tom or a Dick or a Harry on his mind, okay? But he does have a buddy named Nathaniel on his mind, on his heart. And so Philip, he invites Nathaniel. He wants him to enjoy this home with Jesus. But Nathaniel raises quite the fuss, doesn't he? Because Nazareth is Nowheresville. It's Nowheresville. Now, Philip, he, uh, he doesn't really do the, the small talk stuff. I mean, what he has to share is just you know, too important to wait. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. The tree of life in Eden's garden. The OT sacrifices offered to give sinners peace and pardon. The temple, the mercy seat, the priesthood meant to relieve a person's burden. From Genesis to Malachi, you know the Italian prophet, okay? From Genesis to Malachi, every jot and tittle pointing to this Nazareth guy. Now that's the problem for Nathaniel. That's his hang up, isn't it? I mean, this is just not sophisticated enough for Nathaniel, this, you know, city boy from cosmopolitan Cana. And so, you know, he, he, he tells Philip his problems with what Philip is saying. Nathaniel said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? It's like Nathaniel is saying to Philip, Philip, Philip. I feel so sorry for you, man. Someone has tricked you. I mean, the Messiah, the Savior, he can't come from Nazareth. That's a backwater hick town. Plus, you can't even find Nazareth in the OT, the Old Testament. Do your word search. Come on, Philip. Get with the program. Nazareth, nowhere is built. Okay? You've been tricked. It's okay, lift your wounds. And we'll we'll move on together. Don't worry. Now Philip doesn't, you know, get angry, offended. Calm, cool, collected. Philip. He doesn't whip out his small catechism to whip Nathaniel. He doesn't go all oh, out Bible thumper, you know, on uh, on uh, Philip, on Nathan- yeah, on, 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 on Nathaniel. Excuse me. Philip. There's no explanation. No information. There's no argumentation. Only and simply an invitation. And you heard the invitation, right? John 1:46. Philip said to him, "Come and see." Since Jesus comes from Nowheresville, everywhere is now Heresville. Okay, I'm playing with words. Yeah, I know, but that's you're used to that, right? Okay, yeah, okay. Now Heresville. And so Philip lets the invitation fly. Come and see this one who is home for you and me and everybody. No one can experience Jesus for another. Everyone got to experience Jesus for himself or herself. And that is the testimony of Scripture, okay? It is. I mean, here's here's a verse from the Psalms to make my point. Psalm 34, 8. Oh, taste and see... That the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. The problem though for so many is with this invitation: come and see. Uh, Nathaniel, along with most of humanity, if not all of humanity, uh, they want the order of these words changed. Uh, not come and see, but see and come. Yeah, you know, first I want to get a sneak peek on what my life will look like with this Jesus, and then I'll take a step back, and you know weigh my options, then I will decide. First, I want to see, and then I will come. If I like what I see, then I will go. Dear friends, the life that Jesus has in store for us can't be explained with a picture but must be experienced with an adventure. Leaving the leaving of our wee worlds that um, uh, our wee worlds of Jesus us for the wow world of only Jesus. The forsaking of the little me that will disappoint me and you, devastating us, letting us down, for the big me of Jesus who will deliver us and lift us up. The moving out of our bound-to-fail houses that we're trying to build, you know, you Using the raw material of titles and talents and toys for God's forever home. Now, Nathanael actually takes up Philip with this, with this invitation, right? To experience Jesus for himself. Now, maybe Nathanael is just, you know, trying to appease Philip. Probably. I mean... I've done that once in a while. <laughs> yeah, this guy is really getting on my nerves. I'll just do what he says. so I can get the guy off my back. Maybe Nathaniel just wanted to have that moment where, where you know he could tell Philip, "Told you so. You were tricked, man. This guy is not the Messiah." But what a blessing to know that this Jesus uses our not so good intentions for our everlasting good. And that's that. That is what we see play out here. With Nathanael and Jesus. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael can only see Jesus because Jesus saw Nathanael First. We see because he first saw us, to put a you know, spin on a rather famous verse from the Bible, you know, we love because he first loved us. And what Nathaniel sees is this one who not only saw him under the fig tree, but saw him before he was even a twinkle in the eyes of his mommy and daddy. Here, standing before him, is the one who saw him actually from before time. From eternity. And what this one sees is a Nathaniel that he's supposed to grow up and be. And the Nathaniel that he's meant to be, created to be, is much better than the Nathaniel that's in the mind of Nathaniel, the Nathaniel that, that he could try to construct and make for himself. And the same is true for us, us dear friends. We can have in our mind an idea of what we are supposed to be. But who God has seen from eternity? That's who you and I are supposed to be. And it's way better than we could ever construct and make for ourselves. And Nathaniel knows this, so he, he throws in the towel. He's, he's, done, he's done trying to build his own little world because he knows that his world is just a house of cards going to come tumbling down the dots are connected for Nathanael by the holy spirit his eyes are opened and so is his mouth john 149 nathaniel answered him rabbi you are the son of god you are the king of israel son of god no mere man nathaniel knows that here is the one who knit him in the womb and now he stands with arms outstretched inviting him saying nathaniel the door is open the house has room for you. There's even a Nathaniel room. What are you waiting for? And then that other title, King of Israel. I mean, what brutal honesty from Nathaniel. He's saying that I'm not the king of my life. Who is? Jesus. He's the king of, of Nathaniel's life. He's the one wearing the crown, reigning and ruling over Nathaniel's life, ruling and reigning for Nathaniel's everlasting good controlling and unrolling the course of Nathaniel's life not from the outside but from the inside inside God's home Nathaniel knows that every second of every day he's in the house of God uh, nowhere's Bill <laughs> more like now here's Bill now wherever Nathaniel would go he knew that he was with Jesus in his house. Discovering more and more who he truly is. Going and growing, the adventure, only beginning. And that's Jesus' point here in verse 50 when he says, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. So now Nathaniel can think, I will see bigger and better. I will. Living it up in this house of the great I am, my eyes will be opened more and more to who I am. How wonderful. What a life that this one who is life is making for me. The adventure has only begun. And that adventure is for you and for me, dear friends. It is. It's an adventure. I I think that's what life is, pretty much. I mean, ups and downs, twists and turns. Because our Lord has made his home in our death, he now can welcome us into his home that is overflowing with abundant life beyond all depth and breadth. See, the death of Jesus actually turns the lights on and opens the door to the house of God for everyone. And John wants us to see this connection between this homecoming com- scene in John 1 and that gut-wrenching Golgotha scene at the end of the gospel. And he does that by using a word twice, a, a title. The King of Israel. Used here, of course. And then that title is on the lips of Of the crowds as Jesus rides on, rides on in majesty and lowly pomp, rides on to die. Palm Sunday. Jesus is born to die. And he knows this. Not easy for him. I mean, it's not like knowing this makes it any easier. We know this from the shortest verse in the Bible. And what is that? Yeah, Jesus. In what gospel? Do we find that verse? The Gospel of John. We're, you know, we're hunkering down right now. Yeah, John chapter 11, at Lazarus grave. Do you know the exchange that occurs right before that verse, Jesus wept, that leads to those tears? Listen to this. John 11, 34. And Jesus said, where have you laid him? That is Lazarus. They said to him, Lord, come and see." Oh, look at the tingly. Come and see! Did we not hear those words spoken to Nathanael? Come and see! Now these words, come and see, in the Gospel of John for us, is an invitation to life! Everlasting, overflowing life! But these words in the Gospel of John for Jesus is an invitation not to life, but but to death! As Jesus stands there at the tomb of Lazarus, he actually sees his own tomb. He's staring into his own grave. How dark and dank and damning that grave would be for him. He knows that he got to get down into the grave in order to save. He can't avoid it. No exemption from misunderstanding, violence, bloodshed. Shame, betrayal. He must be rejected by his own at Calvary, the cross, so that he can invite and welcome everyone to his hearth and home as his own. All that, all the blockades, all the you know barriers that keep us, you know, on the outside in the cold, lost, lonely, least, last. Jesus removed that Calvary in one fell swoop so that we can be members of his family, right? I mean, Jesus, the Son of God, does die so that many more could become sons and daughter, daughters of the Most High. And this, and this is not, again, a surprise. It's what Jesus promises in John chapter 12, a scene where we find Philip again. <laughs> Check this out. John 12, verses 23 and 24. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. It is finished. Jesus no longer an only child. Because of the font, because of the water and the spirit, we have been born into his family. Born into his house that has room for everybody. Born into a life that is forever and forgiven and full and free. Born into a life where we get to uh, go and grow with Jesus learning more and more who we are created to be, born into a life where we get to be on this adventure with Jesus, discovering more and more who we are truly. It's now Hearsville for us here at GLC who live and move and have our being in God's home eternally. And there's room for everybody. So let's... Invite the, the Nathaniels in our lives, shall we? Saying, "Come and see." Come and see. The last words directed to Nathaniel here in our gospel reading—they're actually directed to everyone. The "you" here is actually in the plural, okay? Not, not in the singular, in the plural. So they are directed to every Tom, Dick, and Harry, okay? John 1:51, and he said to him, "Truly, truly, I say to you, plural." You, plural, will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Now, Jesus here is not changing the topic. It may, it may look like that, okay? But what Jesus is doing here is driving his home-making, home point home. The picture here is actually Genesis chapter 28. Do you remember what happens there in Genesis chapter 28? There is a ladder. ladder? Jacob's ladder. It's one of our fave stories as kiddos, at least for me. right? And remember Jacob's name that's given to him a little bit later, Israel. A name that actually means seeing God. And Jacob, with this vision, this dream, sees God, doesn't he? In that vision, that dream, there's this ladder, and it goes from the ground all the way up into the heavens, and the angels are just zooming up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. And at the base of that ladder, standing on the earth, is the Lord himself. Now I know that our translations say that uh, the Lord is, is at the top of the ladder, but check out your Lutheran study Bible, okay, today. Don't, don't do it right now, okay. But, but do it to today, okay. And there's a footnote that says, beside it that's a better translation it's certainly the one that makes more sense because god isn't way up there god is actually way down here so the lord stands beside the ladder jacob wakes up not just you know physically but also spiritually And this guy who had to journey away from his home realizes as he's rubbing his eyes and stretching and yawning, realizes he actually never left home. And that's why Jacob speaks these words right after the vision, the dream of this ladder, where the Lord is right at the base of the ladder. He says, surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. Jacob's Ladder is no dream, dear GLCers. Jesus is Jacob's Ladder. Jesus is the house of God. Jesus is the gate of heaven. The lights are on. The door is open. So let's invite those Nathaniels in our lives, those folks who are just so content on their wee worlds, just living that 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 little me life. The world is so much bigger and better than that. And so let's pull up, you know, a Philip, and go to those Nathaniels and say, "Come and see. Come and see." And some will say, "How awesome is this place?" When they say that, you know that they're home. <laughs> they are finally home. Not Nowheresville. Now, now Here'sville. The adventure only beginning. Come soon, Lord Jesus. Amen.